Welcome to the new episode of Quarter Quest, Comics on the Cheap. Can I ask you a question before we begin? Have you ever wanted to have your own podcast? If so, we'd like to recommend Podbean. We've been using it for the last three years, and we love it. It's easy to use, and the customer support is amazing. Just go to podbean.com and enter the code HAUNTEDLOG at checkout and get your first month of podcasting for free. That's podbean.com, Haunted Log. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Quarter Quest Comics on the Cheap podcast, a bi-weekly discussion about diving through the dirt bins and pulling out gold. <laughs> All right, so um, Ryan and Kirk and I are back, and we're doing a new show. We uh, wanted to get away from it. It's too wordy because it was getting really too long and way too wordy. And <laughs> way too wordy. Two hours long. So we're going to cut this down to a weird half hour, maybe 45 minutes, about talking about comics that we found in the quarter bin. Um, by each one of us is getting an era, so uh, 60s and 70s, 80s, mostly uh, independent stuff, and then 90s and 2000s up from there. And um, so I think this week, where should we start? Should we uh, let's do the 70s. So let's. let's go All right. First. Okay, guys. Uh, I picked up The Amazing Spider-Man number 171, featuring Nova. Blue blazes. Blue or black Nova? It is blue. This came out in August of 1977. The writer was Len Wein. The illustrator was Ross Andrew. The embellisher was Mike Esposito, the colorist was Glynis Ween, and the letterer was Joe Rosen. So the first thing that I, uh, I'll talk about is the, the plot. So this is basically a continuation from Nova number 12, so you would have had to read Nova number 12 to know that, uh... Ralph Ryder was murdered. Dr. Ralph Ryder was murdered for his one of his inventions. I read this really fast, so I don't remember what the invention was that they wanted. And the book is about how Spider-Man and Nova work together to uh, solve the mystery of who did it and who was the photon. And uh, it makes it an appearance of the photon, which... The photon sounded like a one of Ryan's favorite D-list characters that we're hoping that they would bring up, you know, because it's kind of nice. I was noticing when I read the book, it was a real easy read, and I think it's because one, I have a soft spot for Spider-Man, and two, the writing was good. He, Len Wein, made you know, made even the photon kind of interesting, right? Uh, so it was a pretty good story. Uh, I always love team up issues, and uh, 
I really miss the Jack Kirby Marvel Way style that they had back then where it was you could tell the difference between people. You knew like this person is drawn this way and you know it's Peter Parker and you know it's you know J. Jonah Jameson and you know it's you know um, I, I really wish they would get kind of back to that you know Spider-Man and all those characters seem to change what they look like whenever there's a new new artist uh, it's uh, I really liked it it was a good story and uh, I did do a blue blazes count for everybody and there were four throughout the book. It's what, like every four pages there was a blue blaze? Pretty much. It was blue blazes! Blue blazes! And this book is in pretty good shape for being 44 years old. It doesn't look too bad, so... Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I pulled out of the old bin the other day. Cool. Yeah, that's like really early Nova too, so... Yeah. He'd just been on the scene for like a year. Yep. So, that's pretty cool. Nice looking cover. Yeah. I love the cover, yeah. What's funny is I just saw that online for sale. Somebody had it on Facebook Marketplace. Really? I was like... I don't know if I've ever seen that cover. I've never had that one. I I was just flipping... I think I got that at uh, Half Price Books. Nice. I was flipping through the bin and I was like, ooh... Spider-Man and Nova? Yes, please. Alright, that's what I had, guys. Cool. Alright, what you got? Alright, so... I did Boris the Bear number 6 from 1987. Dark Horse Comics. It was written by Michael Richardson and art by James Dean Smith. Um, I didn't get into all the other pieces. (laughs) What's the cover like on that one? That one is... Ah, Shadow of the Bat Bear. The Shadow of the Bat Bear, yeah. So, with this particular issue, Boris' favorite uh, superhero, the Bat Guy, dies. So Boris decides he needs to do something about that and takes up the mantle of the Bat and becomes Bat Bear, Bat Guy Bear, something. I don't know. Man bear pig. <laughs> and uh, he gets a wacky sidekick. Wacky the squirrel. Batmite does show up, wants to be the sidekick. Wacky the squirrel kicks the crap out of him. Says, nope, this is my book. And Boris goes on and ends up fighting the jokester and Otis. And a whole bunch of other Batman knockoffs. There's a penguin knockoff. There's a Riddler knockoff. It's just a fantastic book. Um, so what I li- ended up liking about it a lot was the humor and his awareness that he's in a comic book. Like, every Boris the Bear issue makes some kind of reference to the fact that they are involved in a comic book. And uh, so, so he was kind of doing that before Deadpool started doing it, and everybody thought that, that was, like, cool. <laughs> the problem I did have with it, though is some of the humor is a little bit dated and finding these issues can be challenging. Um, I happened to stumble across like six of them in a dollar sale and then that's all I found. 
haven't been able to locate them since without going online. But it's a fun, fun book. Lots of lots of entertainment value there. Yeah, I used to collect those. I need like the Punish Bear mm-hmm. and all those other weird covers. Yeah, they. Uh, so this one's the Bat Shadow of the Bat Bear. They have one where they introduce number two, where the writer fall or the artist falls asleep, and the pencil is right drawing different landscapes that Boris lands on. Reminds me of the old Looney Tunes one where Daffy Duck is dealing with something, and you find out Bugs Bunny's the artist. Nice. Um, there's one where he's battling a cat, and there's another one where they do kind of like an Indiana Jones story type adventure. Uh, they're just so much fun. Even with the dated references, you do find out find yourself laughing through some of that stuff. And definitely worth checking out. That's really cool because it was like early Dark Horse too, and that was before they started doing all the movie tie-ins and all that. Yeah. Like licensed properties. Pre Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. This was before they did Aliens or Terminator or any of that stuff. So. Yeah, this is some of the earliest Dark Horse stuff that uh, they were publishing at the time. Black and white. Yep, yeah. black and white. And it's the, even with the first Boris the Bear, I think it was it made fun of all the um, mutant animal teens, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and uh, Black Belt Hamsters and all of it. They He, he pokes fun at all of it. It's great. Uh, so I picked this book up at one of those weird sales that we do and I knew as soon as I picked it up it was going to be the one that I was going to do for the 90s to today quarter bin bind it is called Bangin' Buns and it is from <laughs> 2019 from Evolution Studio Publishing uh, written by Luis Torres art by Morello Mueller uh Colorist Torio Store, Astone, and letterer Guido Martinez. And uh, yeah, um, this looks just like a Xenoscope book, right? It's got uh, a vampire in the back. It's got two girls wearing, like, basically Hooters outfits. Um, they have giant asses and they have giant tits. And um, sorry, this isn't going to be PG. So, um, if you guys I wanted, don't want it to be PG. So, um, have we ever really stuck they, to PG? Uh, one of them has a crossbow, one of them has a Uzi, so you're thinking, like, okay, well, this this is just going to be really stupid, right? So, so the cover did its job. The cover did its absolute job. Um, so these girls work at a place called Bangin' Buns Burgers, and they're... Nice name. I want to go there. Right? It's got Bangin' Buns. And, you know, girl, like... Oh, shit. She, she messes up like an order or something and the guy falls over and he's like, well, I just want to give you a tip and he gives her $300 because she's got ginormous boobs. Boobs. And he's like, oh, yeah. And turns out that these girls are part of some weird CIA type organization called uh, COP. Uh, Center for Abnormal and Unearthly Phenomena, right? So they're these weird undercover agents and they get called in to go after a vampire. So they... They uh, think of like weird quips to say to a vampire the entire time, like they're going there. They're like thinking like jokes that they can say, and so this whole thing is them fighting uh, a Nosferatu and his brides and destroying them pretty much. And then it goes on to be continued in issue two, which never came out. And <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, there's a whole bunch of like stuff in the back, like 
uh, like five or six different series that they were going to come out with that I don't think any of them ever came out with. So, would that classify as a cock tease? Yeah, it's... It was actually pretty good. It was funny. It, yeah. it was funny in times. Um, the art was good. Coloring kind of weird, like skin tone-wise. Um, yeah. Uh, a little muddy, but yeah. uh, the art was uh, good. Uh, story was entertaining and funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of dug it. I mean, I wish there was more, but it... Uh, you know how when you read like a Xenoscope book, you see the cover and it's like that's not exactly the artwork that's inside. What? Have you serious? Yeah, you remember the early no, Xenoscope I, I stuff? Isn't that the like early every stuff every comic amazing. book though? The, the, the covers were amazing. The inside artwork was so. I actually didn't mind it because uh, I've read some of the stuff more current stuff. Yeah. And is it worse now? Oh, it's way. I mean, if you <laughs> looked at the early Xenoscope compared to now, yeah. you'd think the early Zenscope was like a masterpiece. A Picasso. But what's good about this cover, the cover is drawn by the person who does the inside art. So it looks exactly like it is. And I don't know, I kind of wish that there was more. But there's not. (laughs) Some of the faces look a little weird. Oh, you didn't say Peter Parker was giving the tip. Sorry. (laughs) Is it Peter Parker? It looks, it looks exactly almost like a like little Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, it does. So. Is that Mary Jane? Because it looks like big-titted Mary Jane. It's nice paper, though. Yeah. Seems like it's Heavy. a solid book. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got for that one. Was that from the last show? I think two shows ago. Wow. Yeah. You know, searching through the bin and finding the weirdest crap you can find. It's pretty much what we do. Yeah. yeah. What I do now. I don't look for regular books. I'm just like, oh, sweet. This is weird shit. All right. Cool. Awesome. Uh, I guess we'll talk to you next week. Then, Kirk? Two weeks. Two weeks. Sorry, we're doing bi-weekly now. I forgot. Actually, it'll be three. Because of the holiday. We'll see you guys in a few weeks. It's been Kirk, Ryan, and Nick. See ya. See ya. Welcome to the... You jackass.